and you don't want to give me the space so the next thing is to block you um you guys who do ask for space like isn't that really just you trying to say you know what i'm done with you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, ladies, ladies who are living life boldly, freely, and fiercely. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about communication. Like, I feel like this plays such a big aspect in our lives, right? Because we, we deal with this every day. Every day. Important C word. Yeah, I agree. Communication is so key. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I just wanted us to really dive in straight and say, how do you rank your communication skills? Let me solve Why do you put me on the spot, Claudine? Anyway, uh, honestly, I'm going to be honest and give myself a six. You guys will probably give me a three. Based six on out of what? Out of ten. What, what does that mean? What metrics are you using to give yourself the six? I mean, just just saying, like I think I'm just a little bit above average, um, just because sometimes I don't find the right words to use. Um, I feel like I'm more of a body language communicator, so I would probably do best if you could see me. Um, I probably just roll my eyes and let you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah, so because I feel like I just always find it difficult to always put my thoughts into into words, and you know, just uh, too many calculations. You're like, when you want to say something, you're like, oh, should I say this? Um, should I put it this way? Is it gonna sound okay? Yeah, so um, for me, I I feel like I I rate my communication skills, my verbal communication skills, at six for nonverbal. I give myself a nine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for rating that that that's for me. Yeah. Okay. Great. How do you rate yourself, Claudine? <laughs> um, I, I rate myself differently in different contexts, and it also depends on how much preparation time I've had. Right because I am the thoughtful person. I like to have time to think these things through. So if I've done that, I feel like I'm an eight out of 10 because you can't, you can't be perfect, right? But um, if I have had not had time to think, eh, probably a four. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> really messed that up, huh? So yeah. public speaking or like very what did they have? They had a name for it in debate. What is was it? It was called impromptu speaking. Impromptu, right? exactly. It, it's impromptu good that you speaking. asked that. It's good that you asked that because I used to be in the debate club. So I would Same. do ex- <laughs> I'll do extremely well on the prepared speech because I had weeks and weeks to prepare for that. But when it came to, you remember you had the hat where you had to pick the pieces of paper and then you start speaking. <laughs> and then you start. I loved those. <laughs> I really loved those. I mean, for me, it, it depends if it's a topic I'm good with and I would go like bum, bum, bum. But if not, then I'll be like, um, um, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
can't do I can't do those, man, because my my thoughts scatter in a in a thousand directions, and mm -mm, I can't. So Claire, this means that you rank absolutely good then, if you're good with impromptus. I didn't say I'm good, but I love them. I I love unstructured conversation because you get to know people at the core. Um, I love deeper conversations, and I actually didn't realize this re realize this until somebody pointed out to me, like, "Oh my gosh, Claire, why you are a deep conversational person?" And then I was like, "Oh, I never noticed that." But I'm I find in order to say the score, one needs to talk about what communication is. And I like that we're talking about different contexts, right? So they are cultural contexts, they're nonverbal communication. You have the tone, you have the message itself, the words that you use. So I find that it's very hard to give a score. Um, but I find that looking into situational things, I have improved my communication significantly i've had to because i've been in situations where i knew what i wanted to say and i was very clear on the direction that i was giving to people but people were not meeting me in the middle or even 0.01 percent <laughs> and i've had to <laughs> rethink the messaging, especially for stakeholders, because I work a lot with a lot of stakeholders. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I'm communicating, but what matters is do they understand what I'm saying? Um, and I've had to refine my communication in a lot of ways, and I'm still working on it every single day. Absolutely. Which actually brings me to the point to say that communication is almost like exercise, right? You, you, you can't get off. It's something which you have to refine every day, work at, try and identify your patterns, read, and do all those things to basically improve. But yeah. it's also about the communication medium. So I know we are very different. There are some people who like being like face to face <laughs> or sending messages or voice notes these days we have voice notes do you guys love those i absolutely Honestly, for me like i said um I, I, my best is if i if i can at least see like so even if we can't be in the same space but at least um video call but then it also depends on my mood <laughs> so some days i just want to text some days I want to talk. So, um, but for me, um, verbal really and and face to face really works for me. Texting, emailing, unless absolutely necessary. So, yeah, why is that, Bermisola? Do you feel like you need to see the gestures, or do you feel like you really need to use your body language to get your message across? Yeah, for me, I'm I'm a very I'm a very body language person. For me so i can be so just just like if you're saying something that is not making sense to me i can just look at you like this like what 
ourselves <laughs> without having to without having to say too much right yeah so i mean yeah for me i just feel like that's just the easiest way and i also like can can easily read body languages too so for me i feel like when people are texting you know you're not really getting the emotions behind it so even though they're praising something you don't know if they're saying it very seriously you don't know if they're just you know joking you know how casual it is but when you can at least see them you can tell from the expression okay this is a serious uh conversation okay this is a casual you know so yeah that's why i really like the at least having been able to see um who i'm talking with yeah I think I'm on the same page with you there that face-to-face -face communication is a bit easier because you can gauge how your message is being received and encoded. I absolutely struggle with messages because sometimes the tone in which I will mm -hmm. use it, like I'm very sar sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> so the other person will not really get my humor. And I feel like exactly. sometimes escalates very quickly to something which i actually didn't mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's true can you share an example where things ex escalated really quickly <laughs> <laughs> must i <laughs> um you don't have to and I'll, I'll i'll use my uh, my boyfriend as an example you know <laughs> okay Okay, okay. I'm definitely gonna make him listen to this episode. <laughs> Go ahead. So he has this annoying habit of doing one word answers, right? Like we, we are having a conversation like when am I seeing you? Tomorrow. <laughs> what time? 3.30. And when I actually raised it he actually said it's because you you don't ask me open questions you you ask wow can you can you imagine he was like, <laughs> so instead of asking me am i having eggs for breakfast just say what are you having for breakfast because if oh. you say you're having eggs for breakfast i'm gonna say yes and i'll stop there where so what, what would an open question of uh, am I seeing you tomorrow be? Will we see sometime in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, Bermisola. So, yeah. I also I, feel it's a cultural thing. I don't want to put it there, but I find with a lot of my German colleagues, they're usually very crisp in the way they text. I don't know why. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I expect you to go the extra mile. You know, say tomorrow, how about five o'clock? But then he won't do that. He just says, yeah, ask me an open question and I'll respond better. <laughs> so how have you navigated that? Like to yeah. meet each other in the middle in order to understand each other and okay. not feel disrespected or unappreciated um to be honest it's something which we're still working at i think the mm. first step was to have that discussion the first step was for me to say listen i don't like how you respond to me he was like what do you mean 
and like this text we present it had attitude like <laughs> you know because he had put this thing in German way they say nadan and I'm like that's attitude for me and he's like no it was not attitude I was just actually nadan wow that's like a figure snap like okay so exactly so what in German context those little things <laughs> so the first the first step was just us having that conversation where I say hey listen I, I don't like the, the, the tone and him saying I don't mean it that way so now where when I get a text like that I allow myself a moment to breathe right it hits me <laughs> and I breathe I breathe count to three and then I point it out that, that's how I actually get over it. I point it out to say, I don't like how, how you just articulated yourself in this message. Because what I understood, what you were saying is one, two, three. So I think that's the other secret really to say. I don't put the words in his mouth and say, because you just said one, two, three to me. I say, I don't like how this came across because I felt like you were saying one, two, three. Yeah. I that, like that's that. What it's... Like. Yeah. I like that it personalizes when yeah. you're really saying this is me and that's how it comes across versus pointing fingers yeah. or yeah. blaming. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a good communication tip, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, but I do the eye roll thing, especially when people send me very long messages. I absolutely <laughs> hate those. So I just roll my eyes, roll my eyes and let it go. <laughs> oh, I use the eye roll a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah Claire you, you, you sound like somebody who, who like uh... oh my gosh you make me feel like a brutal person <laughs> not that person <laughs> no not brutal but like like you, you say like you know you just like uh, so right you know yeah, yeah <laughs> I am and it, it has it's places like I'm I'm very direct I'm very straightforward I believe and yeah I am in situations where the straightforwardness is not always taken as the right approach and I have to read the situation and the people sometimes when dealing, especially in a, in a professional setup um, where you have so many stakeholders and they interpret it differently and you just come back to the table and say, no, look, this is um, what it is. It's a fish. It's not going to turn into a potato, but let's communicated that we both understand that there's a slippery fish on the table you you guys know something that i heard i think yesterday that i said i'm going to use every time somebody says something and i can't just imagine how they will say something like that i'll be like can you walk me through the top process how you arrived at this <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm like, that. like yes, I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm stealing that. I'm telling you because I'll be like sometimes maybe if you walk me through it, I can I can understand how you came about this decision. 
I'll definitely be using that on my on my husband as well. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a really <laughs> good one. I like what you're saying, Claire, because um, in essence, you're saying different situations require you to communicate differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The person, the setup, because the same person is not constant. We get angry. We have emotions. So it's reading people. And I feel that needs a lot of empathy. And that takes a lot, a lot of internal work as well. Because it goes to being empathetic and really trying to be in the other person's shoes and thinking, well, how do I want people to communicate to me in very tough situations even though you know we need to get moving we need to do it now but you don't want you know to also come across as cold mm. and, I, and I think really what makes the difference is when you get to that position where you are able to listen to somebody and extract what they are actually saying or what they are actually trying to say you know yeah. it's like a kid when when it, when a kid is throwing a tantrum You'll just start rolling on the floor, but as the parent, you are, oh, he has not had his nap or he has not eaten, so he's actually trying to tell me that he wants to eat or he wants to go to bed. So I feel like this makes a difference if you're actually able to listen to people and extract what they're actually trying to say to you. Exactly, yeah. And I expect if I'm talking to adults, I expect the same type of standards, at least a certain type of standards. Otherwise, it just gets disrespectful. Now that you say that, where in which areas do you feel like you struggle the most, Claire, when it comes to communication? Hmm. Are you struggling everywhere? No, look, I was just thinking how to slice it down that it's useful to to the people that are listening. Um, I feel every time you step up um, and have to especially lead teams and people, it requires a lot of you. And the last two years, I would say, um, I've changed how I view things um, because I, I guess traveling a lot and working in different areas where you are a minority pushes you to I really don't have the term for this but to understand people differently and to adapt differently and so why I'm taken aback to answer that is because I have had to refine and refine and I keep refining the communication um, especially when dealing with different cultures different power dynamics where you are not always having the up, the upper hand you need different strategies especially when you want to unite people who have very conflicting views 
and are even sometimes disrespectful, but are important to what you need to do. So I've had to refine and refine communication where in some cases you won't believe it. It's just a matter of a word because if somebody stops at a word, they block, they block out and they stop listening to your message. Um, and you need to understand where those blocks are. And it could be just as simple as we're talking about piping. And somebody thinks, well, um, that's not the terminology. And they stop listening to you, even though you are saying something that is valuable. So I've had to refine and refine my communication, especially now where I am. It's one of the most important things for me. And every single day, I try to walk away with how could I have communicated better? And there's no way that I've ever walked away and thought, wow, I nailed it. Never. That's why I struggled to answer that question. And what you just said about terminology, it reminds me of the room which we were, on, which we were in earlier on on Clubhouse, where an investor said, if you come and use the word project instead of my business, I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You lose. But you have a brilliant idea. You just didn't use the terminology of your people because also you need to change it depending on who you talk to. Exactly. I was just going to say that, that that also depends. Somebody else, it's so funny because somebody else would actually prefer the word project. So you just have to like, you know, gauge the place and, you know, um, this is why body language is very important. Like you can tell if you're speaking to someone and you use a wrong word, you can tell you would immediately notice that shift, you know, even in just the vibes that they're, that they're giving out, you would already tell that you know, okay, something just went wrong. And if you, you if if you are able to, to tell immediately, that still gives you some time or it gives you a chance to, you know, maybe rephrase or try to fix things as compared to, you know, not seeing them at all and not having an idea how your message is being accepted. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think where I struggle the most actually it's with in my personal life because I, I have this mixed personality, right? I'm an extrovert but also an introvert. So at work they call them ambivert. Right? <laughs> is that is that, a, is that a word? I think I saw that somewhere. Ambivert. What was the word? Ambivert. I've learned so like both. Oh, okay. I think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded no like, i learned something <laughs> it's like with the on the call <laughs> i know right i'm trying to relate to gen z <laughs> yeah yes so so i have this mixed personality and at work i'm absolutely able to be an extrovert because i understand that i need to step up and be like the best version of me and speak out right but i mm. also have 
some thought process which goes into that. So I don't struggle mm-hmm. with that. Whereas when I now come home, I just want to be left alone, to be honest. So I'm the person who always tells you, please text me first before you call. Because when my phone rings, oof, I get panic attacks. Like, really, I'm always thinking. Oh, my God, me too. Me too, Claudine, me too. Ooh, wow. you guys explain that to me, Abne. I've heard about it, but what happens? So, well, what do you guys think about, or what's the scariest thing at the moment? For me, it's, it's just like, like I don't want to talk. Why are you calling me? Right. Like, uh, and it's just like, oh, what, what, what are they gonna say now? Or what are they gonna ask me? And <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, right. With me, it's like I just need a notice. I just need some time. And I think it's because my life exists in these boxes where I plan for everything. I just need you to send me an SMS and say, hey, are you free? Can I call you? You know, then I just prepare myself. But if you just call me, oh, my goodness, I freeze. I I, I go through a a thought process of should I answer? Should I not? Mm -hmm. And most of the time I I don't. (laughs) I let it ring and then I text you and say, hi, I see you're trying to call me. Is it agent? And you know what's worse? We would hate each other, Claudine, me and you, because (laughs) we would never get to communicate because it's crazy. Yeah. I always call people like I hate texting if i have something that is so important i call you i send a voice note voice note i can't imagine a world where i wouldn't be able to call people like um yeah especially now don't call me let me be the one to call you is it it like that for you (laughs) no with me is i just need a notice i just need hey are you free and then I prepare myself and I get into that zone. But no, really, don't call me. Just send a text. <laughs> don't send me a paragraph as well. I don't want to read your paragraph. Summarize it, please. You know, give me a pitch. Give me a pitch of your problems or whatever it is. A 30-second pitch. Boom, boom, and then, boom. And then the people who send voice notes after voice notes, I'm like, no, no way. No <laughs> okay, voice note after voice note, I get it. But my... That reminds me of my grandma when she got <laughs> WhatsApp, which is like a, a two weeks back, actually. Really? And you could hear someone in the background going like, now speak, speak, now. <laughs> now. <laughs> and I was like my, my cousin. Uh, but I loved it. I loved it. Like, I, I don't have any grandmas anymore. <laughs> no, but that's sweet. That's sweet. My I loved that. I loved that. So How much. old is your grandma, Claire? Oh my gosh, nobody knows her age. <laughs> wow, I know. Over 80s, for sure, oh. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I don't have any grandmas. Oh. Oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so Claire, you, 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 you stand educated today. You've learned about people like me and Bermisola who don't like talking. Right? Yeah. So how can people communicate effectively with you guys? I'll call you when I need to communicate with you. If I need to. If I don't call you, then I don't need to. 
no, I'm not mean like that. I just need a heads up. I just need you to, to send me a text first and say, hey, can you talk? Then we're good. Yeah. Oh For me, God. it's like, Claudine, I just get in the zones where I, I just want to be by myself. Like during the pandemic, when the pandemic first started and then I found out I was pregnant, I actually fell into this depression. And so mm. you couldn't, just don't call me. I wasn't talking to anybody. Like, mm. I get you know, that. Yeah, because I, I, was, I, was mm. you know, I was in myself. So and and for moments maybe where I'm just like in a zone, like don't don't call me. If I'm like now happy chappy, yeah, um, that's okay. I get that. I get that. And that's actually such an important thing because when people are going through, uh, what sometimes people in in relationships call a break, and one person's like, "Hey, look, I need space." Sometimes people think, well, calling them and trying to do stuff will get them back, will let you solve things. But the space is so important. And that's what I'm sort of hearing with all of this, that it's really. How do you give somebody you love space? But I love you and I want to talk with you every day. So I I, I, I like that. I like that you brought that up because I also have that. Like if I'm saying, listen. I need space. Don't start to send me a thousand questions about what's wrong. If I wanted to tell you what's wrong, I was going to tell you. So exactly. if I'm not telling you, don't start sending me a thousand messages. And, and actually, I will block you if you keep on doing that because I've asked exactly. for space exactly. and you don't want to give me the space. So the next thing is to block you. Um, you guys who do ask for space, like, isn't that really just you trying to say, you know what, I'm done with you? <laughs> <laughs> No, not always. Not always. Yeah, I'm not done. Always. Not always. Really? Not always. Honestly, not always. Sometimes you really have deep stuff happening. You just want space to breathe. I've had both. I've had both. I've asked <laughs> space. <laughs> I'm a straightforward person, guys. <laughs> no, hold up. I've asked for space. And then when I had the space, I actually realized, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. I, I want to keep this. And then at that moment when the realization hits in, I'm like, I want to keep this space forever. So now I don't want you back. But actually when I said it, when I said I want space, I had the intention of having you back in my space at some point in time. But then it, it, it was just so good being in that Bubble. I'm always direct, and I don't even give you notice. I'm like, yeah, it's done. Don't don't call me. Don't so you're me. toxic, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is toxicity. <laughs> I challenge you guys. I'm it's challenging you. I might take my you up my mind, but when I do, when I do make up my mind, uh, done, done, done. Miss <laughs> Clay, you were saying you're, you're challenging. Challenge I'm challenging both of you guys to do two things one um okay i cannot say this but i it's it's just a, a call to challenge you to do more phone calls in the next okay. month in this month do more phone calls you guys can't see us but me and Kevin are shaking our heads like nope <laughs> not happening no. 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 Yeah. i challenge you, know? you. No, Clubhouse is my phone calls. I get to listen to so many people talking already. Sorry, Ken. No. 
can, can we have a different challenge, Claire? <laughs> but I feel, okay, do more phone calls on serious conversations, especially now, because I don't think many of you are meeting people face to face. At least, Claudine, I know there's a lockdown, so I don't think you're meeting people face to face. So how do you connect? How do you ensure that you're establishing those key relationships? I think you need to call, pe call people. Really. Listen, I have my check-in schedule. People know I check in once in three months. I will check oh in on you God. and see. But in between those, I am checking on you in like behind the scenes. So I, I, I stock my family on their how? statuses. I go to the, uh, it's very easy with my family because they like putting up WhatsApp status. I, I do that and I also text, you know. So I do send a text and I do ask the other person, how is so-and-so? So I do do like my investigative journalism. And if I hear that the other person is not doing so well, then I will call them. But, but, but remember yeah. that you said that when you are not feeling so well, or was it Burma Solar, you want space. That was Bemi. That was Bemi Sola. All right, guys. But um, honestly, I believe the pandemic has made me personally change how I'm connected with people. And we don't have so much time here. Maybe we do, but touch wood. Um, I want to spend that time with people. And... I can't think of any other way to spend time with people and actually converse with them. Um, so that's what I challenge all of us, um, especially for the key relationships, not everyone, because you can't give yourself away to everybody. But that has made so much difference for me in terms of also, you know, trimming down things that were not for me as well so it gives me much more focus and it helps me to communicate better because i understand the people in my circle at least i'm trying to um but i get it it's not for everyone i'm an introvert also extrovert like people who know me call me an extrovert but i'm actually an introvert that's how i feel like i love the time so I'm I love. both of you Hmm. I used to think I was an introvert. Now I know I'm an, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> How did you discover that? Um, because I absolutely hated it during the lockdown. I wanted mm -hmm. to be out. Mm -hmm. I wanted mm -hmm. to. I, even though I was depressed, <laughs> I was depressed because I couldn't go out. Yes, I'm like ah. I thought I used to like to be indoors. So how come I'm really so sad now that I can't? go out so yeah and i did realize that i preferred face-to-face -face communications face-to-face -face meetings and stuff like that instead of you know over the phones i'm like hmm so mm -hmm. but as, after all yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I have really thrived in the lockdown because for once i didn't have to be making excuses every day of <laughs> sorry i'm working late oh sorry i've got this project for once it gets it 
it gets tedious at some point when I, I keep on having to say no to people. And it's not because I don't love them. I really love them. They are my friends. I want to spend time with them, but only once in a blue moon. So this has really <laughs> been an amazing time for me. And uh, maybe I'll just round up by saying, Claire, I totally hear what you're saying because I've lost some some people that I know, right, um, in this past year. And, and I felt guilty because some of them would reach out to me and I'll do my little thing of, hi, I saw you cold. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, then you wake up the next moment and the person is gone and I felt, I felt it, I felt it. That can so, be so, really yeah. sad. Yeah, so I think I'll really take that as my call to action. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Maybe I'll try, well, maybe I, I, I'll stop cutting people's calls or pretend like I didn't see it and just look at my phone <laughs> and wait for it to stop ringing. Or <laughs> what it's telling me that it might be time to refresh the friendship circles to find people that actually excite you when they call you. Yeah, I mean, for real, I, I, it's not even like I really have that many friends. I've not really been somebody that um say oh my friend, friend, friend i mean like yeah everybody almost everyone to me is almost like an acquaintance mm -hmm. really i, I really mm -hmm. can't stop talking to you like the next day like bye. <laughs> <laughs> now we know hey, thanks for warning us <laughs> i know right i mean unless i'm, I'm an activity person so um unless you like you guys, I love this. I love that we get to talk and we're talking, we're recording a podcast. This friendship has such a profound meaning for me. So this is something that I would definitely want to keep. Um, but I mean, if you're just that friend that just says, oh, uh, let's go shopping or let's go eat or uh, I'm like, uh, no, you got to do better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, it, it just has to be something that brings me value. Then I can keep you. Mm. Mm. I mean, one thing that puzzles me about communication is you do have the phases where it's easygoing, right? But mm -hmm. you you can also have difficult phases with the very same people, you know? So I, I really don't know how how I can improve on that. I guess it's just yeah, my I, Yeah, I'm, I experienced the same thing with my husband, like, um, when we first got married, like I said, I'm a body language person. So I would really just be communicating to him with my body language, thinking that, you know, <laughs> he's just going to understand, you know, and men are so different and he's not even getting a theme. Like, and so I really understood that I really, really needed to clearly communicate like, oh, this is how I'm feeling. I'm upset mm -hmm. because you came late today. Or I'm not happy because you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And yeah, so uh, I mean, it, it, uh, it depending on the relationship, I guess if it's something that progresses and you guys um, and you do make that effort, so yeah, you you do know like okay, this is how I need to communicate with this person so that they understand me. Yeah, I think that. So. Hmm. And. I think Claudine, I understand you because for me, there are two dynamics. The closer you get to someone, the higher your 
communication skills need to be or in harmony because the closer you are the more emotionally connected you are and when we are emotionally charged the communication changes which is why when you talk about spouses when you talk about close friends um it's it's different um and and i think for me it's always been important to have a partner or anyone who i'm dating who is good at articulating where they are in a very honest way because we change we go to work we get stressed we you know go through waves and it's important that two adults are able to say hey look i'm not in a good space right now so let's talk tomorrow or hey look um i made a mistake i was in a very stressful situation i might have charged or just to be able to read each other and i think that's more important when you're with really closer people versus the professional setup which also can come because you have emotions everywhere but with spouses it's much more highly charged um and with really close friends because you've let each other in that vulnerable space yeah and sometimes that's that's just where like conflicts arise from like just yep. not even because there's an issue really but just just the communication itself that's why it's it's very important what Claudine said in, in the beginning about really saying okay this is what you said but this is what yep. I heard so this is what I heard yep yeah yeah yep. Oh, absolutely and just a tip um observation right when you go through the observing in terms of this is what you you saw out of it um versus the interpretation of it i don't know if it makes sense yeah the same thing like the, the um how what, what you see and how you you know the the message you think you're getting or the message the person is giving out versus um how you're interpreting it in your brain in your yeah yeah and sometimes it also comes from how i've already preconceived so say for whatever reason i already said you know what today i'm not going to hear anything that claire's going to say i'm just going to be <laughs> right so even if mm. she giving out good vibes but i've already made up my mind that today i'm i'm just going to you know not have it so i love that we have this preconceived um um notions in in us and which inhibits the ability to really get what the other person is um i love that i love yeah. that because you walk in with the intention that yeah. look this is my intention i want us to discuss this this that and i want that to be an outcome and you're really walking out of that or making an effort to reach the intention that you walked with an example is at work uh, people hate it when you look at a f- at your phone during a meeting right yeah um and people usually interpret that as being rude mm-hmm. um not seeing you and if you really just go in and say well look um you i saw that you picked up your phone 
during our talk um what's going on versus oh that was rude or you give that person the space actually to also reflect by themselves because you didn't blame them you just pointed out and you're still in the, in the intention to walk out as a unit versus as separate people it's very hard to do yeah it takes a lot of effort communication in itself takes a lot of effort a lot of intentionality thank you guys so lovely to always thank have you conversations guys. With thank you guys stay winning love you awesome stay chilling stay <laughs> living life boldly fiercely and freely oh yeah and that's it guys that's it the magic three is done <laughs>